Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the fourth episode of Severance entitled The UUR, written by Kari Drake, directed by Elfi McArty. I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I like the trajectory of Bert's story arc with, um, oh, how did I miss his, <laughs> his name, uh, Irving? Yeah, it's Irving and Bert. And I am curious to know what is Cobell's endgame. It looks as if they definitely have some differing thoughts. Some maybe, uh, what's the right word? Ambitious uh, intrigue that's going on behind the scenes between the heads of where they are and the board who is the silent voice that controls their life i could totally see some resentment going on there and this reintegration but for the most part it was uh a little too much heli for me and maybe it's just because i'm exhausted from this case i mean it took a dark turn at the end and i definitely have a lot of empathy for the character but it does feel at this stage where do you start to well i guess no i guess that's where it ends and i i guess that's where maybe i'm not connecting with it as much as i would have a different perspective on the matter and sadly her her only out was what we left the episode ending on so that's rather a a somber side but there is also a lot of uh, a lot of interest from a a book that (laughs) if if you only knew it's kind of like in dark a little bit how this one book is so important throughout the entire series but it's such an inanimate uh you know just one guy in the entire stratosphere of the universe has this effect i'm sure it's being used on other movies i just can't think of them right now where such an innocuous uh object becomes so important particularly if there's been like an apocalypto event apocalypto yeah uh so before we do jump into the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast apple stitcher itunes uh podbean amazon music go down to the rating section drop me some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for severance or any other show that i do blackcouch at gmail.com so we're going to break it up through story arcs and because it did begin and end on heli i'm going to start there uh she is still in the break room and after where was she at almost 200 she's at 300 attempts it was 259 milicek corrected her uh she still is not convincing to both miss corbell and particularly milicek it is of course been 17 hours but so that's the end of her shift and they said we'll pick up with this first thing in the morning he leads her to the elevator but for her it doesn't feel like time has lapsed 
she is then brought in to repeat we see that she is self-harming herself that is a redundant statement that i just made but it's not you know she's psychologically breaking but she is absolutely being broken down and i and i'm going back to this idea of who heli is as a person and this could be completely off so i'm not saying that i'm correct i'll be curious to see but it feels as if the behavior of the innies reflects some type of mindset of the outies and i think i've mentioned it before she feels as if she comes from a much more entitled type of background because of how the lack of control is absolutely foreign to her uh, that concept and how without that lack of control um, without having with her entire reality shattered she's not able to cope with it versus everyone else who has seemed to have made i mean i can't think that everyone else hasn't went through and maybe they haven't that i guess that goes back to my earlier assumption is i think the the person you are reflects on how much you're going to integrate or be um malleable in this this process because you still are you you just now are in a position where you do not have any where you're helpless where you have no autonomy and that you are the thing that you do have is this cure cult and the work that is mysterious only it's only game why you have to be mad irving is the only one concerned about heli everyone else i feel is just trying not to think about it and he's saying you know maybe as supervisor you could say something about it he's like yeah they're not going to tell me anything and when heli later on comes in she had, he he asked how many times immediately and she says 1072 jesus christ so being confronted with this cruel and unusual punishment i can't help but be of the mindset it does remind me a lot of slavery you know because you did have people who would kill their children or slaves that would kill their children or themselves as the last fuck you to the masters because they refuse to live a life without uh freedom which is where i'm like yeah i totally understand but then you have that generation where they you know that part of the generation that found they knew what their life was they knew it was hard and they found whatever positivity they could in that and they passed it on to the next generation to fight for that freedom and i think that's where the cap that i'm in i'm like yeah i i i totally understand the other art side of that but i also am thinking okay this is where you start to like i would have never told um mark that i found this map i would have tried to replicate said map whenever he wasn't around and that would have been my first part i think the re the issue i have with heli is that she's nothing but pushing up against the wall and no matter how much she comes up against the wall 
she's just gonna batter herself out until eventually she dies and that's one way you can choose but i also feel that's a very stubborn it, it presents a very stubborn attitude and a little bit of a entitled attitude to the situation that you find yourself in um I don't know, maybe a title is not the right word because that it doesn't feel like the right word <laughs> even when i said it i was like yeah that that doesn't feel what i mean hmm i have to find the right terminology i'm meaning with her but uh yeah i just i want her i guess when i'm seeing her characterization because i do relate to her um being like yeah i'm not about to be a, a bootlicker i'm not about to bow down to this this hierarchy of the establishment but i'd be 10 times more insidious <laughs> at least i would like to think so at least that's my gut reaction anyway when i'm when i'm thinking about her in the room i'm like yeah i would have thought about that as a weapon to use in time of need to take milichek out if i ever find what i need to do to get up that elevator my damn self it's like you don't want to give all your cards away (laughs) it was so smart of her to think of that oh that could be used as a potential weapon because she goes and finds the in the printer or the copier there is that big blade and she takes it and she threatens to cut off her fingers if they do not get a camera she barges in mrs corbell's office and uh says that i want to have a a recording of this happening i'm forgetting if the map scene comes first or not it may not i feel like the map scene did actually you see i just changed my mind there four times but we're going to continue on with the the you're going to get me a camera i'm going to put in my resignation she just also refuses to believe that the person she is would do this to herself and maybe that is something that's also in her mind thinking how could i betray myself on this particular level especially when she got that message back but I would think the first denial like you put in a resignation everyone said told you that the, no one gets the resignation it's just i don't blow it blows my mind that she thinks well I, i'll do it you know i have the fortitude to do that um so i'm still correlating how that reflects with the with the outside persona because i feel with mark it makes sense i don't know dylan on the outside or urban on the outside but the only other person i can compare with is mark and he feels very much like his any <laughs> you know what i mean so if her any or her yeah her any is acting in this type of manner i can't help but think that the audi has to have this these exact type temperaments and then what does that say about the life that that audi lives i guess that's what i'm thinking so they won't go ahead and get a camera and they allow her to record her resignation she uh go everyone walks to her to the elevator and uh, that's the, the arrogance is what throws me too she's basically telling mark oh 
Well, boss. Fuck this shit, I quit. She is fully aware that others have been punished on her behalf. And that's also where I don't. And she made this comment earlier, like, I would never be your fucking family. Like, that, the idea of that is disgusting. But yet you are all slaves to the exact same ideas rules protocols whatever you want to call it and it feel it felt like to me in that moment she was choosing to say no i'm better than you i i would never be uh a slave as you are (laughs) i don't know why i had a flashback to um oh shit what's the name of that movie where samuel jackson was the the slave in the house and he was like yeah no i'm the better one (laughs) <laughs> we're all slaves but i'm still one one step on you up top of you that hierarchy as it were uh you know what i'm talking about with leonardo dicaprio and jamie fox can't remember the title of it but you know what i'm talking about but this is all just what what i think about when i'm watching her scenes this doesn't necessarily mean it's 100 percent true <laughs> about uh why i'm making these connections but that's what that's what's happening in my brain so after that she is on the elevator she has one disc in her hand then she comes back it's the next day she has another disc in her hand they let her watch it it's her audi telling her that i'm sorry that you feel that you're unhappy there but clearly you need a reality check you do not make the decisions you are not a person i am a person and now that you are aware of that fact if you ever do something to damage my body you best believe you're gonna wish that you were dead before i actually kill you god damn nigga i am gonna be very curious to see the reaction of her audi to her suicide attempt uh she then has to deal and everyone's watching it too like you have to understand that you're gonna have to find happiness in a terrible situation it is what it is whatever you need to cling on to for your sanity um because you are yourself a sentient being that's what you're gonna need to do to survive this if you want to survive but it feels like she doesn't want to Uh, she even goes to tell mark i've completed four more cases or assignments or whatever the fact and he's like good you know you'll you'll finally fit in here uh there i think there was the earlier scene where she finds pd's map he had been looking at it uh and she also has a huge invasion of privacy don't go on my shit i can't stand people who do that i I literally be catching people at my desk just in my desk i'm like what the fuck are you doing granted it hasn't happened in a while because i haven't been at the office but (laughs) um but she does she's like she's trying to get him to understand your best friend left this for you and you're not even investigating that dylan learns about it i think irving did not and they want to know where this other place is because it looks like there's houses and he says yeah there's no housing unit here how would you know your best friend left you a clue you're not even pursuing it and clearly if you didn't turn it in that must mean you must want to pursue it she wants to make him rebellious 
Uh, and he decides, you know what? You're right. This is distracting me from my work. So I'm going to shred it. Now get back to work. And then I'm getting back to work. And we could both give up this idea that there's something more. Um, I guess for the most part, that's where we can leave Hallie's story. Because at the end, she leaves. Dylan is not too concerned. Uh, she's like I'm gonna go now he's like okay do that (laughs) but she has a cord in her hand and she grabs one of if they have cameras all over the place which it appears they do is no one watching them how is no one able to see this happening before she even gets to the part where she hangs herself so maybe there's only two people and if they're they're distracted which it felt as if Milicek was distracted by something uh that we see what is the name harmony give them then hmm so let's talk about now irving's storyline because i love irving and i love the bird connection that is happening uh bird comes to the mda section (laughs) dylan is still very distrustful the fuck you doing here nigga identify yourself who the fuck are you oh that was a paper cutter i think i was saying it was something else earlier i don't know why yeah uh clearly i was thinking about something else (laughs) um but bert comes with the tote bags and he's like well i wasn't sure if you were really serious about being excited about the tote bags and i didn't want it to distract you from your work so I decided to bring them to you pre-order. Why don't you think about me and you and me and you? What about us? Why don't you think about me and you and me and you? What about us? What about us? He then says, you know, I can offer you, Irving and any of the rest of you, a tour. <laughs> of optics and design so you guys have a idea of what we do and irving immediately takes him up on his offer he's like no this is a good opportunity uh and basically i picked up what he was putting down on the tote bags he gave the uh gave directions in reverse as dylan had requested because how did you know how to get here oh you know we used to know some people so the fact that these drones so to speak do have some this is what i mean infiltrate figure shit out put your days together and put it into planning (laughs) because she's not the only person that is very sneakily doing this once again how is the cameras working around here uh and does anyone care that you just walk away from your desk at any point in time i guess you don't they don't as long as you meet your quota shit i don't give a fuck what you do most of the day i used to come into work and i can't i shit you not from people used to start at 6 a.m which that's a ridiculous time to start work anyway uh they finally cut that out and said no company policy is you're supposed to start at 7 30 at the earliest but whatever but from that time to about nine o'clock all bitches did was talk to each other talk to each other get their coffee catch up share memes read the paper 
what they did not fucking work they was paying them to be on the clock and chill <laughs> and these same motherfuckers always winning winning the awards i never understood it back to the episode he meets with bert felicia's like uh bert's over there mm-hmm. then she disappears off to allow him some alone time as he gives him the tour it feels as if they because they said the the photos they're supposed to be care inspired photos they both love quoting care even though bert is old school care and not this new reshuffled uh bullshit that is care that's interesting that uh, legend has had their message co-opted and as he tells him he was in tears over this particular uh painting the youth of something he's like really i just happen to have this painting right here for you to see in all its glory take a peek and he's like i can't believe you and then his hand just drifted over and bert's like yeah i know i know you're beautiful you're beautiful it's true Irving doesn't know what to do and he's like what time is it I gotta go (laughs) um after this scene later he meets up with him once again and I love how he was like sneaking over looking over like hiding behind the little pillar and his head popped up because you know when you have a crush you act so stupid and he comes over and he admires his work he's like actually i really don't like this one and the other and bert's like yeah me neither it's unnerving he's so close to the cliff he could fall off so that anxiety about taking risks taking chance uh they're very content and yet they're taking a risk and a chance with each other because Bert says, you know, I was so excited to have you at my department. We never have anyone come in if I overstepped it or embarrassed yourself. He's like, no, are you embarrassed? No. Good. <laughs> then they start walking as he accompanies him, putting up more uh, photos. Because they rotate them around, apparently. The office, why is that optics and design? So they're just responsible for making, it seems as if they're responsible for just propaganda for care around the office but i feel like they do so much more and i'm sure irving is gonna wonder that too uh he talks about the fact that he's always sleeping he's like oh that must mean you're a party guy you're always out you got a high stamina he's like no it's a serious problem bert's like yeah i sleep for like 15 fucking hours (laughs) i wish i could take a nap um and later on as he leaves him with them you know spending time together uh he follows him back well first he comes across as he's walking back and you know that happy bubble you tend to be in when you've been around your boo he catches sight of the book that milchek left behind the you you are by ricken his brother-in-law it's her hysterical that mark would never read this shit and yet this is about to be the bible <laughs> this mediocre hippie 
is about to be the inspiration. <laughs> this is a great. Uh, he reports it to both Irving and, or not Irving, to Mark and Dylan. Dylan's like, uh, what you gonna do about it? Irving's like, you need to turn it over to management because we're not supposed to have any other type of material, including books here. They're not supposed to map out the floors either, even though people are doing it. Um, and we'll talk about what Mark does with the book later on interestingly um irving follows and discovers that the o and d department does not have only two employees but at least um i thought i saw eight or nine of those motherfuckers there um and they are working in an unlabeled back room doing something that seems a lot more than what he explained they do in their department so i like this little mystery going on between the departments considering this was a quote-unquote problematic department in the past uh then i guess it's a good time to go to mark because that settles up that story pretty well mark in the real world is uh we pick up with him picking up that phone he gets a lot of blocked missed calls from this PD phone and he hides it in the camping stuff with all the rest of the shit he's hiding to point out he did not have a visitor he talks to his sister uh they're talking about the birthing place i love that they have such a close relationship he then sees that pd has died the they announced that he was a lumen employee so he does decide to go to the funeral except mrs seven is there as mrs corbell now this is interesting to me because you're not supposed to talk to your any or your audi or your any's not supposed to talk to your audi or the audi's not supposed to know anything about work but it feels mrs cobell and mrs Sevig definitely talk to each other and fully aware as clearly miss Sevig was of miss cobell's mindset or harmony to remove pd's chip in his head something that can only be obtained at the funeral before his body is cremated she runs into mark there mark's just like i thought maybe i knew him as a lumen employee he doesn't give away that him and pd have talked uh she's too busy focused on her own thing so she thinks this is more about his wife and seeing him at the funeral uh or at the the graveyard later on that's a good assumption uh he then ends up trying to leave the funeral after being overwhelmed by seeing pd and his daughter um his daughter also says something shitty to him both the ex-wife and the daughter said something shitty to him. <laughs> like uh how do you think it's okay to deal with your fucking issues by shutting off your brain eight hours a day he's like i don't know but this misplaced anger you feel is definitely at your dad and not me because we're not the same person <laughs> uh miss vague walks home with him she's asked if he's okay he's like i'm fine then the next day harmony asks for him to have therapy with the the therapist lady i know her from something 
the weirdest thing is she has the same candle that mrs cobell stole from his wife's box of things uh mrs casey that's the name of the therapist and everyone was like and Melchek was like are you sure that he should meet with mrs casey like what's the issue she's like oh he needs it uh and then she watches the session and he builds a tree oh wait she told him to sculpt his emotional state out of the clay so if he's a tree that means he's branching off ah now i get it symbolism okay okay um hmm also didn't he oh yeah 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 that was the tree by where by the funeral home where Gemma yeah that was the name on the box Gemma his his deceased wife okay that that okay his mind is on his wife and that's what is fucked up because once you're in this world you're not really supposed to have um like that that world's not supposed to bleed in or permeate your Audi or your any right so yeah I really need to listen to other peak podcasts on this show <laughs> my brain is too rampant when I'm watching to try to pick up it goes in several bitty directions um so for the most part that's Mark other than trying to convince Hallie to stop being so damn stupid he doesn't make any calls at all he's mostly depressed this episode (laughs) but he does read the the book the uur in the bathroom and it talks about how your work needs you and you don't need your job it's definitely a manuscript for a movement and he is lapping it up and he was supposed to turn that into management and he didn't something dylan susses out and he reads a poem about destiny which sounded very profound (laughs) and also probably gonna hit him very hard he imagines the weirdest things about his audi he said that his audi is a milf crusher and so the husbands would be sad he has such an inflated sense of his own person (laughs) i really need to know who he is on the outside Uh, let me make sure i didn't miss any because they said that the board was going to blame them uh the one guy came in i forgot his name she was also looking at a photo of some old man is that supposed to be her ex-husband because he looks like he's from 1920 and she don't look that old i mean she old but she ain't that old and i love the fact that she was playing with those little finger thing i have never played with those ever once it doesn't feel like it's something i want to i'll stick with my fidget cube thank you very much uh i think that is pretty much summing up the the episode it was really well done really well written i am just a little bit more anxious because they did tell Milchek to go upstairs and look at Petey 
and everyone is kind of they're they're up to something everyone has a secret agenda and i don't know what everyone's secret agenda is and i'm very very curious to learn more and what Kelly's consequence is going to be from her Audi when he when she finds out she tried to kill herself if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouchatgmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic